Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindres Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. GodandOurDogs.com Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show leave us with a deeper understanding of Christ's love for us, our value to Him, God's purpose for our lives, and belonging to His family. Our own dog stories even come to mind, revealing aha moments and help us apply scripture to everyday life with our dogs and with God. Go to GodInOurDogs.com and sign up for insider news so you can catch all the updates. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs pages on social media. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including River Road Pharmacy, Toolbox Studios, Kendall County Veterinary Center, and Living Well Family Medicine and Aesthetics. Thanks to our hosts, Tusculum Brewing Company on Bernie's Historic Main Street, a great place to enjoy family food and Tusculum Craft Brew. Tusculum Brewing welcomes our dogs, too. Our guest today is Robin Lohman, a nurturing, compassionate, Jesus-loving wife and mom. Her dog, Bailey, would introduce her as compassionate, patient, and committed. Welcome, Robin. Thanks for being a guest on God and Our Dogs. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, well, I'm excited for everybody to learn about your dog, Bailey. But before we talk about Bailey, you had dogs when you were a young girl. Do Tell me about your memories about that. Uh, my mom had a little poodle. Um, I don't remember too well. I was young and then we had a little cocker spaniel. As per typical, usually the, the mom ends up taking care of them. So they were more her dogs than, than our dogs. Than, yeah. 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 So what made you decide when you got married and were thinking about having a family to go ahead and, and get a dog and bring a dog into your family? I'll tell you, we were having a little boy, baby boy, and I honestly didn't know anything about having boys. I'd grown up with a family of girls, had a sister. She had two little girls. I was a live-in nanny for three little girls. I knew nothing about raising a boy. So my husband and I, we got all kinds of books, and one of them was by Dr. James Dobson, Bringing Up Boys. Mm -hmm. And one of his suggestions is that all boys need a dog. They they share the same energy. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, that's interesting, sharing the same energy. Okay. So when did you decide, how old was your son when you brought a dog into your family? So we had to wait until we purchased a house. A lot of rentals wouldn't allow it, and so we purchased a house, and he was about two and a half years old. And the funny thing was, is my dream dog and my husband's dream dog are two very different dogs. I really wanted like a big German Shepherd or something and my, my husband 
had grown up with like a little Chihuahua Pomeranian. Oh. How are we going to compromise here? Yes, no kidding. <laughs> so what did you end up doing? Well, I went on my own a lot and to many shelters looking for the right dog, the right fit. But by the time I could get my husband there a day or two later, they were gone. Aww. But I do think God is uh, involved in all the decisions of our lives, even the pets we end up with. So I had went, I've gone to this one rescue um, and they had this dog out. And I just, when I greeted her and I, I spent some time with her and after I left I was in the parking lot and my eyes welled with tears I'm like this this is our dog <laughs> you just knew I just knew and she's a very unusual breed we believe that she's a mix of healer and chihuahua that would be an interesting breed but it probably made your husband happy because it had chihuahua <laughs> I didn't even think about that right, but it was the right compromise. She's about 28 pounds, but, you know, that is a weird breed if you just think about that, uh -huh. how that happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did she get along with her son? After all, it was for all for him. That's right. So, well, I really, after we went through the process of applying for her, they come to your house and they want to do a house check, a yard check, make sure it's a good fit for your family. And so we are all in the backyard together, and my two-and-a-half-year-old, maybe even been three at that time, was running through the yard and, you know, giggling and jumping, and she was running and chasing, and they were just, you know, in hog heaven. And because she's half-healer, she was nipping at his heels a little bit, doing her job, right? That's, that's what healers do. So they had a blast, and then when the interview or the, the house search or whatever was over, they left, and I'm like, oh, we're a shoe-in. Of course we are. We're a lovely family, dog-loving family. So I was stunned when I got the notification that we were denied this dog. I was just absolutely like, what are you, what are you talking about? This is our dog. <laughs> this is our dog. <laughs> so I writ, wrote this very long and hopefully convincing letter like, we'll do, I'm telling you, this is our dog. And I'll do whatever I have to do to make her ours if I have to, I don't know, certify something, get notarized, I don't care. But I'm telling you, lady, this is our dog. And so they Did really they have a specific issue or concern? It was that she was nipping his heels. I'm like, oh, she's a healer. Yeah. This is what she does. Yeah. Yeah. So did they relent and let you have the dog? Yes, they did. Yes. That's awesome. And I would have been willing to take it up a notch if they hadn't. <laughs> I'm telling you, this was our dog. <laughs> So what did, what's the dog's name? Her name is Bailey. Uh-huh. And were you able to learn anything about Bailey? Oh, uh, what we knew is that she was abandoned uh. in a dog park at night along with her brother. Mm. And a lady who lived next to this dog park saw these two dogs running around nighttime, dark. And she, she's, you know, said, I'm just going to put him in my garage for the night and I'll call, you know, for help in the morning to try to, mm -hmm. um, the shelter or whatever and so she woke up the next morning and checked her garage and bailey had five puppies oh, no. <laughs> surprise that's a shock <laughs> so did you get any of bailey's puppies we did not. Okay. Okay. So just Bailey herself. Just Bailey. So mm -hmm. when I had seen her for the first time, you know, she had gone, had weaned her puppies, of course, and she had been uh, recently spayed and she was mm -hmm. ready, to, ready go to go to her home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, hearing the story, you think that the adoption process for a rescue dog 
wouldn't be so complicated. What do you think we can learn about our situation as we are adopted, air quotes, into God's family? What? How can, can we see some similarities there? Well, I love that the adoption process is a choice, right? And we're adopted by God. I mean, we, you know, pe- long, people long to have a biological child, but that comes naturally. But when you're adopting, you're choosing kind of the unknown. Well, you know, when you make a choice to follow God, you don't really know where you're going, do you? Mm-hmm. And so there's a similarity there. The other thing that really strikes me is they were almost penalizing Bailey for being Bailey. You know, not letting her be adopted into a family just because of the way that she was created. Right. As a healer. Right. She was doing what she normally does. What she was bred to do. Mm-hmm. That's, yes, yeah. absolutely. So that really speaks to me from the standpoint, too, of we're not perfect people either. Right. And, you know, we're kind of uh, created and we have certain personality things for the better and the worse sometimes. And God loves us anyway, huh? <laughs> Right. And it says that we've been adopted, right? right? And that we can call him Abba, which means daddy. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's easy in our faith to get lost in the religious part of it, of the do's and the don'ts and the legalistic part of it. But really, he is a good, good father and he's adopted us. And mm-hmm. that is precious. Yeah. Just like Bailey is precious in your family. She's my girl. Yeah. So Bailey has a middle name, doesn't Bailey? <laughs> Her middle name is Rocket. And why is that? <laughs> she was the fastest dog on the face of the earth. Yeah. She is was incredibly fast. She's 16 now, so oh, she's wow. no longer fast. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. But she was so fast. And we used to visit the dog park every day with all her dog friends, with our neighbors. And her favorite thing is to chase and to be chased and to just run in circles. And so no one could ever catch her. She was just so fast. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was the perfect middle name yeah, for her. Yeah, yeah. So did that ever cause a problem for her being so fast? Well, one time I had her off the leash and we were leaving the dog park, which is close to our home. And I wa- we were walking home and she was hit by a car. Ooh. And my son uh, was four years old at that time, and uh, we were there, we saw it, um, very dramatic, very traumatic, Um, she had two breaks and a dislocation. Ooh. Yeah, I actually ended up going to counseling for some PTSD as a result of it. Um, Just a lot of blood and a bone sticking out and the the car ride and blood on the dash. You know, I don't mean to be gory, but it was really difficult. You know, we can get ourselves into a mess sometimes too, can't we? (laughs) Maybe our bone isn't hanging out. (laughs) Literally, but sometimes figuratively, we're a little bloodied up. You didn't reject Bailey because of that, did you? No, it made me press in even more to her. Mm, Yeah. She she needed me even more. And I think actually at that point, she probably became more my dog than my son's dog because she needed such intense care Mm -hmm. after that. Well, you know, intense care is what parents give. And remembering back to what you said a minute ago about when we're adopted into God's family tells us to call him daddy, basically, Abba, Mm -hmm. father. And so I wonder how much sometimes God presses in to help us heal. You know, he longs to comfort us. And it reminds me of a verse where Jesus was looking over the crowd with compassion. And he said, oh, how I long to gather you to myself um, like a hen gathers her chicks. Mm -hmm. You were unwilling. Mm. 
So I do think the Lord wants to be close to us, bring us comfort. He's near to the brokenhearted, right? Saves those who are crushed in spirit. But a lot of times we kind of go into more self-preservation or denial. And it's different for all of us how we respond to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of times we don't let God in at these most crucial times. And it's during these times that we could know him in the sweetest, most profound, life-changing ways. And sometimes we miss that, don't we? It's a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot to learn about that, isn't there? About how good God really is. That You said he's a good, good father, and that is part of it, is leaning in in those tough times. Yes, and I would say, you know, early on in my faith, I was raised in church, but it was a very legalistic, religious upbringing. I, I knew Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. I knew he was the son of God. I, I accepted that at four years old. But to be quite honest, I didn't get the love part and the good, mm. good father part until much later in my life. That sets us on a different trajectory when we see um, that he's powerful, that he's tender, he's kind, um, he longs for relationship, he accepts us as we are, but he also loves us enough to not leave us that way. He wants to heal our brokenness. Mm-hmm. He wants to set us free from those things that we're in bondage to. Yeah, so true. Well, Robin, before you tell us more stories about Bailey and what you learned about God from Bailey, let's take a little break and I'll tell you and our listeners about our website and our sponsors. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscom Law, Tusculum Brewing Company, Kendall County Abstract, and the Rivers team with Phyllis Browning. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, godnardogs.com, including my blog and the sign up for a weekly thought to ponder with stories based on my dogs on the Want a Treat page. You can also listen to those thoughts to ponder on Thursday mornings at 7.45 and 8.45 on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM or the Bernie Radio app. Check out the show webpage for our newsletter, updates, and resources. That's GodInOurDogs.com for lots of treats. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. This is Judge Kirsten Cahoon, and you are listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is Robin Lohman, wife, mom, and committed guardian of rescue, Bailey. Before the break, Robin told us about the difficult process of adding Bailey to their family and then about a terrible car accident with Bailey. Robin, thanks for joining us today. And recently I saw this funny post on social media and it made me think of you. It said, adopting a dog is like getting a tattoo on your face. You better be committed. <laughs> Can you identify with that? <laughs> yes, we we are committed through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Well, you know, you didn't always live in Texas. You moved to Texas. Right. Were there some surprises when you moved to Texas? Bailey was not prepared for the thunder and the lightning. Yeah, it's um, it, it's pretty intense down here. 
Yes. And I, I do think that when she was hit by a car, it was pretty traumatizing. So mm. loud noises and that kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. I think caused her to be more predisposed for that kind of thing. What have you learned to do? I mean, how does she act when the thunderstorm happens? She's, like a lot of dogs, don't like thunder and lightning. I would say she's she's a level above that. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Panting, shaking uncontrollably like you'd think she's going to have a heart attack or a seizure she cannot contain herself and so of course we've done all the prescriptions benadryl cbd all kinds of herbs and oils and you know we've we've done all of that Mm -hmm. so what have you found that works this is a little embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) well i have a feeling for some of the listeners it probably won't be (laughs) Because they do this, have to do the same thing. <laughs> Someone suggested to me, have you put her in a, you know, a small room where there's no windows, kind of the center of the house where there's no windows and it can be the most quiet. And I thought, well, that's, that's my master closet. So um, I set her up in there with beds and even a couple of box fans. So it'd be really loud. Um, and she couldn't do it without me. Oh, Wow. So that's when I started setting up camp in the closet uh, with Bailey during the thunder and lightning. And um, some people might call it codependent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'll call it compassionate. Yeah. If, if that's what she needs is my presence, then that's what I'm going to do. And I don't care if it's embarrassing or what people think. But, you know, I started out with like a little fold out mat and we'd get all the pillows and blankets and now I've upgraded to a little twin blow up mattress. (laughs) Wow. Well, I guess there for your family, maybe there's some positive sides to the drought that we've been in. (laughs) Not quite as many thunderstorms, but they're starting to brew up again. They are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's such a beautiful picture though. We have storms in our life, don't we? We do. We do. And oftentimes the Lord doesn't deliver us from the storms but he is with us in the storms and so when i'm in the closet with bailey it just reminds me of you know shadrach meshach and abednego right Mm -hmm. the three men that were thrown into the fiery furnace and they looked and there was a fourth person right and so um god allowed them to go to the fiery furnace but he was with them Mm -hmm. and so um i like to think about that with bailey like i'm i'm with you sweetheart yeah Sometimes we just wish that it, whatever we're in would go away. Mm. It, it's not a, necessarily an opportunity to learn something in the situation. Sometimes it's just a terrible situation. But it is nice to know that God's with us in the good and the bad. I think when I was younger, I'd be so upset at the storm and, and often shaking my fist towards heaven. I think as I've walked with God through the years, I've learned to say, I know you're on the move. I know you're up to something good. And so I'm going to trust you. You are with me wherever I go. You go before me and you go after me. And it reminds me of Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. So it talks about him leading us, right? Mm -hmm. And then the end of it says, mercy and goodness will follow us, right? So that's God leading us and he's following us. Mm -hmm. He's with us. And his presence is what's going to sustain us in the storm. Yeah, sometimes concepts like before us and after us are kind of hard to wrap our head around so having that picture is really important Mm. because we can kind of see 
the situation of Bailey being disturbed by the thunderstorm and you present with her. And there's going to be an after the storm passes and you're going to leave the closet, right? That's right. How does she act when she can get out of the closet? Is she still kind of apprehensive or is she joyful? How, how does that She's look? She's joyful. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about being in the closet is that, so the door's closed and then I hear later on a scratch, scratch, scratch. And it's the cat who wants to come in too. So <laughs> the cat here, feels left here's out. Here's this 53-year-old lady sleeping already on a blow-up mattress in her closet with her dog and now the cat. So... <laughs> That's fun. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I I love so many of the things that you talked about. But when we talked about experiences with Bailey before the show, not only the going before us and to lead us, but and also behind us. But we can really see how God is with his commitment to us. You know, like that commitment to the Mm -hmm. tattoo on your face. (laughs) Yeah. You know, God doesn't just enjoy us during the good times, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So how have you seen him in your walk as far as being a child of God? I think for me, like I said, it changed when I learned him as to be a good, good father. Mm -hmm. He's also like a tender mother. Um, He's for me. He's with me. He's in me. Um, He goes before me. He goes behind me. There's nowhere I can run from his presence. Mm-hmm. The other kind of cool thing that you mentioned is that that provision that he ha- gives you everything you need. Right. Right? Right. So how do we deal with that when it comes to our dogs? What kind of provision are we for our dogs? Well, I think for dogs, the coolest thing, what they want the most is just our presence. I mean, they're just content with just us. They can be starving, but they're still going to be okay with just us. And if we could long for God's presence as much as our dogs long for our presence, I can remember when Bailey was young, before she was hit by a car, if I'd leave the house, every time I'd come back, I'd find a tennis shoe of mine that she had gotten, and she'd go up on the back of the couch, and she'd just look out the window with my tennis shoe just waiting for me to come home. You know, I mean, she just wants my presence. And there's been times where there's been thunderstorms, and I have not been home, And so I rush home. Of course, I'm worried about her. And I'll pull up, and she's out at the gate, shivering in the rain and thunder lightning because she's looking for me. Mm. It's it's the presence, and that's what we need more than anything is God's presence in our life. Yeah. But I want to say, too, I think that there's a difference between God's presence and his closeness. Interesting. Tell me about that. So... He's omnipresent, right, if we want to use a big theological term. He's everywhere at all times. He's always with us. But closeness has to be fostered. It has to be Mm. intentional. Mm -hmm. And I can be, my husband and I can be in each other's presence. We can be sitting next to each other on the couch, but it doesn't mean we're close. Right. And so I think we foster intimacy with the Lord. And it says, uh, he says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And that's a decision that we get to make every day to be close to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can sure learn that from our dogs and model that in our life so we can become familiar with what that concept means so that we can foster that same kind of an idea with God. Right. What do you like doing with your dog? Do you like going for walks? Well, maybe God would like you to take him along on the next walk you take, you know, for example. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, you know, when I'm in the car, 
he's he's with me. If you're in HEB, he's with you. That person going through infertility, his presence is with you. Mm -hmm. That person going through separation, he is with you. And so we're not orphans. We're not alone. He is with us. And there's, um, he says he'll never leave us or forsake us. And so I think it's easy to forget um, because we can't necessarily see him mm-hmm. with our own eyes. Right, right. That is true. So we need to look for other ways, like our dogs, mm-hmm. to learn how to rely on him. Right. Like they rely on us, right? Yes. Well, Robin Lohman, thank you so much for joining us today on God and Our Dogs. I've loved learning about Bailey. Thank you. She's my my good girl, and she's, like I said, 16, and she's going blind, and mm-hmm. she's going deaf, but... I tell you, her nose works, and uh, her appetite's good, and she still loves to go on walks, and I love that girl. Sometimes I just whisper in her ear, I'm going to be with you till the end. Yeah, that's so awesome. Well, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Meg. Well, before we bring the show to a close, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. Today we heard about a skittish rescue dog who needs lots of patience and love, and still may not feel as if it totally belongs, especially in thunderstorms. I ponder, do we feel God's patience and love? Do we know we belong to him? If not, what can we learn from skittish rescue dogs about belonging to God? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godandourdogs.com. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Living Well Family Medicine and Aesthetics, Kendall County Veterinary Center, River Road Pharmacy, and Toolbox Studios. This is Meg Greer, and you have been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to your, our YouTube channel and social media pages. Sign up for insider news on GodInOurDogs.com. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. GodAndOurDogs.com for children's story time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4, this is Bernie Radio.